we discuss several practical steps we can take to develop, grow, and mature in the release of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All right. We've been spending several weeks now talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we are in, in the sixth message in this series. Let's turn our Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, we'll just go through verses 1 through 11. And uh, just want to share a few testimonies before we get started. You know, on, t- on the 22nd, that's like two week, two Sundays from before, uh, right after service, we were praying for people. And here's a testimony that came in this past week. Uh, you know, that, that particular service, we were praying, ministry for people with pain in the joints and all that. And here's a testimony that came in. Uh, a lady here who had, uh, uh, she had a deformity on her, in her leg, around the big toe. And so the pain went all the way up to her knees and joints. She couldn't walk or stand for long. So that service, prayer was made. Many of you went and laid hands on each other, prayed and all of that. And uh, she waited for a whole week just to make sure that, you know, everything was okay. Uh, and then she sent this testimony in on the 30th. Uh, she said, although I did not feel any inst- any, anything instantly, I want to take time to validate the same. It's been over a week now. Been traveling extensively. Haven't felt a trace of pain. I've not had any inflammation or pain in my joints, but otherwise was always persistent. Amen. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, last week, again, we had two people come in and share a testimony. One was Right there, in the, uh, again, we remember we prayed first for the, for the next, right? The first time we prayed. So one young man was standing way at the back. He said, you know, Pastor, I was a little late for service. I was not sure whether I should come to church or not, but I came anyway. And uh, he had been having this nagging pain in his neck. I think the tests were going on with the hospital and all of that. But during that service, we, at the end of the service, we prayed, and instantly he was healed. And he came up, he shared, he was so excited. Uh, that pain was just, you know, nagging in his neck for such a long time was gone. And in the North Church, there was one person there with the sciatica nerve there, uh, constant pain. And again, last Sunday, uh, complete recovery. This morning he came and he shared his testimony. So, wonderful. Amen? So let's read here, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There were a couple of other testimonies, but I told the people, get your doctor's report and then we'll share it. So, <laughs> we'll wait for that. And then we will share those testimonies once they come back. First Corinthians chapter 12, we'll go through verses 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. For you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were left. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts for the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. I also want us to go to Hebrews chapter 2, and we'll read verses 3 and 4 please. 
Hebrews chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So we've been, we've spent time talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I just want to bring our attention to what we read in Hebrews chapter 2 about this great message of salvation which was first spoken by the Lord, which Jesus himself started preaching. And then was continued. The apostles continued preaching. The disciples, the early church continued preaching this great message of salvation. But how did they do it? Verse 4, with signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. So even the Lord Jesus, as he preached the message of salvation, his preaching was accompanied with signs, wonders, miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So all we are doing is we are getting back to the original. What did Jesus do? How did he do it? We're going to, we're going to do it the same way. And that's why you and I are learning and understanding and being equipped with how to flow in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now... You know, Sunday morning, we come to church and say, Pastor, this is supposed to be taught in the Bible college. <laughs> Not in a Sunday morning service. What are you talking about? Gifts of the Spirit and so on. I want us to understand that if each one of us, each one of us, are equipped, trained, activated, moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, imagine the impact we will have on our city and on our nation. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12 is not written only to pastors. It is not written only to full-time ministers. It is written for every believer. Amen. God wants all of us to, be, uh, to understand, to learn, and to flow and minister in the gifts of the Spirit. Right where we are. And that's what we've been talking about uh, all these Sundays. And uh, we're encouraging you and me to learn how to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. And I was just reminded of this testimony that, uh, uh, you know, in the Pray for India conference two, weekends, two weeks back, one of the preachers shared that he was working in a, in a legal office. Uh, he was a believer at that time. He was going to a church that was teaching about the gifts of the Spirit and so on. So he was working in this office and uh, he saw his manager. His office was right in front of the manager's office. And he saw his manager come to the office with a lot of pain in her body. And she, was, she had hurt her back and the whole day she was in pain. So he said, you know, I should pray for her. I should minister to her. But he held back because, you know, she's his manager. The next day she came back again. She was in pain. She was going through the whole day with pain. Her back was hurt. Uh, but he still couldn't muster up enough courage to go and pray for her. Third day, he said, you know, I have to do this. So he waited towards the end of the day. And then he went to the manager. He said, uh, you know, called her by name, ma'am. Uh, uh, you know, I've seen last three days you've been in a lot of pain. Uh, if you don't mind, can I pray for you in the name of Jesus? Now, she was in so much pain, her response was, hey, 
If there's anything you can do to help me, go ahead. And so he said, okay, I know. Why don't you lay your hand on your back where it hurts? So she put her hand there. And then he just simply prayed in the name of Jesus. Commanded her back to be healed. Commanded pain to leave. And then he said it's over and he left. Somewhere between that evening and the next morning, her back was completely healed. So she came back to the office. The first email she sent was to him. Hey, whatever you did worked. <laughs> and not only that, the next few days in the entire department, wherever she went, she told everybody about what happens. He prayed in the name of Jesus and my back got healed. Now in the office, you can't distribute tracts. You can't give out Bibles or anything like that. But she, being the manager, was a testimony to the entire office, going and telling everybody what happens. Because somebody prayed for her in the name of Jesus. So think about that. What impact you can have in your place of work if you step out and let God use you through these gifts. Say, but I, you know, I'm not trained. I'm not going to Bible college. Look, these are not rewards. These are gifts. Gifts of the Holy. So you and, I, you and I don't qualify. You, don't, you and I don't have to work for it. We just have to learn to be available to the Spirit of God. And He can use us right there in your school, your college, in your workplace, in your office, wherever you are. And imagine what impact you and I will have on people's lives. What if we did this in the mall? What if we did this in the restaurants? What if we did this out walking on the street? You meet somebody, the Holy Spirit moves, you pray for that person, and their lives are touched. Amen? And so God wants all of us as his people to be equipped and, and moving in the gifts of the Spirit. I just want to quickly review what we've already covered. We talked about the nine gifts. We broke them out in three categories. Uh, explained about this, these gifts, the revelation gifts, the vocal gifts, the power gifts. We also talked about how the Holy Spirit initiates these gifts. And how he uses the faculties of our spirit, the five faculties of our spirit. And he speaks to us in our spirit. And from there, through the spirit sense of hearing, seeing, feeling, uh, smell and taste could also be used. The Holy Spirit initiates these gifts. We pick them up in our soul. We understand what to do with it. And then we step out and we minister to people. We talked about that. This morning, I want to share some practical things on how you and I can develop in the gifts of the Spirit. Some practical things. You know, for many of us, we're just learning. For it's totally new. You've never stepped out on this. How do we grow? How do I, you know, uh, become more comfortable uh, uh, in moving in the gifts of the Spirit? And so I want to share some practical things you and I can do to develop in these gifts. So first one, I'm just going to run through these things. Just, just uh, you know, pick them up and uh, let's work on them. Number one is always be motivated by love. Always be motivated by love. We're not doing this to, you know make ourselves feel good we're not doing this to you know prove ourselves to be great people or spiritual the bible tells us in the first corinthians 12 31 it says earnestly desire the best gifts and we've got to walk the more excellent way of love so earnestly desire and walk that more excellent way of first corinthians 14 1 paul says pursue love and desire spiritual so like we've been repeating over and over again, walk in love 
Desire spiritual gifts, step out in faith. Walk in love, desire the gifts, step out in faith. So be motivated by love. You love people. See, don't just have sympathy for people. Sympathy doesn't do anything. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. Yeah, so what? But if you say, you know, I really love you. I want to step out. Now I'm going to, I know I, I can't do anything for, for you in my natural self, but I know something called gifts of the Holy I know there are gifts of healings. I know there are workings of miracles that God could release through me to help that person. God can release through you to help that person. So you be motivated by love. And then you desire this. God, I desire. Just use me as a channel to bless this person. And then you take risks. You step out in faith. So always be motivated by love. Another tip here to grow in the gifts is earnestly desire the gifts. Have a desire for this, right? Wherever you are. So Christian life should be exciting. When you wake up in the morning, God, today I wonder whom I can serve. What opportunity I'll get. Somebody that I could minister to. Somebody I could help with these gifts. Sure, you got to go to school. You got to go to college. You got to go to your place of work. Some of you may be homemakers. You got things to do at home. But you look forward to the excitement, the anticipation. God, I desire the gifts to flow through me. Have this desire in you. Earnestly desire. Have a desire with you in you all the time, wherever you go. We mentioned this from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 12. Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of this church. Be zealous for these things. There's nothing wrong in being zealous, excited about these gifts. Amen. You guys don't seem excited. <laughs> There's nothing wrong in being zealous about the gifts and wanting God to use you. The Bible says be zealous, but do it so that the church can be built up. Thirdly, stir up the gifts of God in you. Stay stirred up, meaning ready to be used by God. How do you stay stirred up? And we see this in 1 Timothy 4.14. Paul writes to Timothy, Don't neglect the gift that's in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Don't neglect it. It's there in you. So tap into it all the time. So he repeats again in 2 Timothy 1.6 and 7. You know, stir up the gift of God, which is in you. So how do you stir up? Some practical things you and I can do. One is to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues every day and pray in tongues throughout the day. You may be driving through traffic or, you know, me taking coffee break, restroom break, whatever. Pray in tongues. Stay stirred up. Amen? Always pray. Uh, and, and be ready. And keep using the gift. The more you step out, more you desire and step out on this, you stay stirred up. The gift doesn't go dormant. Another key here is to stay tuned in, meaning communing with the Holy Spirit. Tuned in with the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, talk to him. Thank you, Lord, you're with me. Uh, thank you, God, you're, you know, if you see somebody in need, Holy Spirit, do you want me to minister to that person? Holy Spirit, do you have a word for that person? So what are you doing? You're constantly in touch. He's the command center you're calling in. Lord, anything to do? Anything you want me to do? So commune, commune, stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. Spirit. It's very, very simple. Just talking to Him. You know, we like to do chat messages. So chat with the Holy Spirit. Simple. Short messages, not long. Holy Spirit, hello. 
I, <laughs> do you want me to do anything? Short messages with the spirit. And you're staying tuned in all the time. Amen? So you're walking in the spirit like it says in Galatians 5.25. You live in the spirit. Let us also walk in the spirit. As the English version says, uh, English standard version says, keep in step with the spirit. Another important thing here about of just being developing the gifts is to learn to stay calm and rested all the time. One of the great steps to, one of the simple steps to great spirituality is learn to be calm. You find in many places in the, in the Bible about the Holy Spirit moving on people, it uses the word rest. Isaiah 11 too. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That idea there in that word is dwell, settle down, be calm. Again, in Numbers 11, 25, 26, it says, The Spirit of the Lord rested upon, you know, these, these uh, 70 elders that Moses had selected. Rested. So in order for the Holy Spirit to rest, settle on, on you and me, you and I need to be in that place of rest also. Be calm. So there will be storms around you, all kinds of difficult things around you, but you can be calm in your spirit in the middle of a storm. Are you with me? So this is very important. Just stay calm. But if you get agitated, disturbed, worried, anxious, distracted, it's very difficult then to tune in to what the Spirit of God is saying. I'm not saying it can't happen, but it means like you need to get back, calm down, and then listen. So a simple key is stay calm. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? That's when you will receive words of wisdom. That's when you will receive words of knowledge and receive from the spirit so keep calm in your spirits stay calm all the time so the holy spirit can rest on you are you with me that's a simple key but it's very important for us to be able to flow in the gifts of the spirit another key here is step out boldly on the spirit's prompting so the holy spirit prompts you step out boldly it says there in acts 11 verse 12 uh, uh, the holy spirit told peter Go with them doubting nothing. Oh, Peter, go. Don't, don't, don't worry about things. Don't doubt anything. Just go, Peter. The Holy Spirit is moving him, prompting him to go. So step out boldly as the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Take risks. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. So take risks. So when the Holy Spirit prompts you, it's not always going to be easy. So if you're at the airport and you see a person out there and, and you feel like the Holy Spirit moving and saying, go pray for that person. It's like, oh, God, me, that man, a stranger. But that's when you need to take a risk. And you can impact his life. It may be a five minute conversation. But it could impact him so much. But you and I have to be willing to take risks. Amen? One simple thing about willing to take risks is be dead to yourself. Tell your neighbor, die to yourself. It's because it's not about you. It's not about your reputation. It's about God and that person. For God to be glorified and that person to be ministered to. You and I just die to ourselves. It's not about us. It's not about me. God wants 
to minister to that person. So my reputation, get rid of it. You die to yourself. Say, God, I'm willing to take risks. I may look like a fool if I go to a person and say, can I pray for you? Or you ask that person something, you know, do you, are you going through this in the situation? You know, you feel prompt in your spirit, so you ask that person, are you going through this, such a situation? It may look like a fool, but you know, if that God uses you to impact that person's life, your, the risk you've taken is worth it. Amen? So don't quench the spirit. In the spirit of God is prompting you, step out, take risks. Let the Holy Spirit work through you. Another, another important thing is practice, practice, practice. Right? It's something that you and I are learning to develop. The giver of the gift is perfect. The gift is perfect, but the vessels need to be readied, prepared. Like the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, um, that we are vessels of honor. We need to be prepared for every good work. Preparation involves training. It involves practice. So practice. There are times you'll get it right. Times you'll make mistakes. I've made mistakes. But then it's okay. You don't give up. You continue. There are times you see success. Times you pray for people. They don't get healed. And you're wondering, God, why? You go back to God and say, God, what should I have done differently? Why? They are seeking for answers. And God, we are making this journey. So keep practicing. Don't quit. Learn from every experience. So you reflect, you document, you write down. What did I learn through this experience? The success I've seen, through the failure. It didn't work or I made a mistake. What can I learn? You learn from every experience of, of just serving people with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you also to increase in faith. That's important. Because Romans 12, 6 says we, uh, that, that we prophesy by faith. The gifts of the Spirit are released by faith. So you increase in your faith. How do you do that? One, of course, you, you read the Word of God. You meditate in the Scriptures. Secondly, also listen to testimonies. You listen to stories of God working through other people. Wow, God used you that way. How did it happen? What did you feel when, when the Holy Spirit moved through you? It builds your faith when you see how God is working through somebody else. Amen? So keep listening to stories. Learn from each other. It encourages your faith so that you can take greater risks. You can, take, uh, you can step out and let the Holy Spirit use you. Just two more, three more things here. Pray with fasting. You and I understand the importance of prayer. Of just encountering God, spending time with God. You pray along with fasting. You do it at whatever you can, weekly, once a month, whatever. But you spend time in prayer with fasting so that you can be ready for God to use you and work through you. Receive impartation. So all of the gift comes from God. God uses other people to stir us up in those things. So Paul told Timothy, you know, the Stir up the gift of God which is in you, which is given to you by prophecy and the laying on of hands. Or he told the Romans, Romans 2.11, he says, I want to come to you and impart some spiritual gift to you. So God uses people to activate it or add it to it, to impart, to activate or impart. The gift comes from God, but he uses people to activate and impart. So what, you, what can you and I do? Tap into that. Receive activation. That means you sit under the ministry, the teaching of other people. You listen to them. You receive. Nowadays we have access to technology. So you can listen to ministers from around the world. You know, listen to their sermons. Read their books. 
What's happening? It's you're receiving impartation into your life. So that God is adding to what you have and what's happening in you through them. So even now, I keep reading books. And I keep listening and, and just continuing to press in saying, God, we want a greater expression of what the ministry Jesus said for us. We want to press into it. And so this is an ongoing thing. We keep receiving impartation and through other ministers of God. And I want to encourage you to do that. And lastly, is to grow in your function. Whatever your function is, whatever Jesus has called you into, as you're faithful in that, these gifts also will increase in order to help you fulfill your function in the body. So be faithful in whatever you're doing and, 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 and the gifts will begin to just you know, increase as you stay faithful to your function because the gifts and the grace accompany your given function in the body of Christ. I want to close this by talking, mentioning some hindrances. You know what could hinder us from moving in these gifts? Simple things here uh, that we can avoid. For instance, ignorance and lack of teaching. Now you and I sitting here in this church cannot use that excuse. Amen? You can't say, ha, I didn't know there was something called gifts of the Spirit. Hey, six weeks. <laughs> and two more to go. <laughs> you received it. <laughs> and then we have the weekend schools happening every time. So come to the weekend schools. You, you and I have no excuse to say, I didn't know what the gifts are neglect. That could happen. You know, you get excited for a week and then you forget about it. Don't let that happen. Stay stirred up. Sometimes it's a sense of unworthiness. We feel like, man, you know, I, I don't feel God, I'm fit enough, good enough for God to work through me. That sense of unworthiness is not from God. God says you are worthy. There is no condemnation against you. You are accepted in the beloved. You are a vessel of honor. And so get rid of that sense of unworthiness. Say, God, you can work through me. You can use me. Fear, doubt, and unbelief keeps us from stepping out. Or sometimes our reasoning. You know, we try to fit God into our little brains. There's that, that, even doing that is illogical. I mean, even the fact that we are trying to fit an infinite God into our brain, that itself is illogical. But we want, we want to be able to figure everything out. Listen, we walk by faith, not by sight. So you want to walk with God. It's got to be a walk of faith where when God moves you and God works through you, they are beyond our reason. It's mystery. There are mysteries in the miracles. How could it happen? Don't worry how, but it's the power of God. And you and I just make ourselves available to God. Amen? Now, one good place to practice all this is in our life groups, in our small groups. So I want to encourage you, you know, be, be part of a life group and practice in the life group. And just a few thoughts here on, on the life group and we'll close. Is use these gifts in those small groups. When you get together, you know, maybe 10 of you get together, 15 of you, 5 of you get together. Or maybe just 3 of you get together with coffee, whatever. But in that small group setting, desire the gifts. Maybe you're praying together. Then you say, God, is there a word of wisdom that I can share with my brother? Is there a word of knowledge? Is there a prophecy? If that person is sick, God, we desire the gifts of healing to bring healing to this person. If that person is going through a difficult situation, God, we desire the gifts of miracles, Lord, to, to turn his situation around. So in those small group settings, even if three of you desire this, practice. Expect God to use you in the small groups. Give opportunity for everyone to participate. Let everybody participate. And uh, your life groups, you have life group leaders, follow their instructions. 
you know, work with them, support them, and, and work together in your life group. Uh, you know, don't say, well, I've got a prophecy, and tell the life group leader to sit down and listen to you. <laughs> no, just, you know, work under his leadership. Uh, and uh, so follow instructions there. And in, in that group, you know, you, you allow yourself to be judged and corrected. Every gift has to be tested. So you can't say, well, I have a word and this is perfect. You know, no, let that word be tested. And in that group, you test lovingly. You uh, receive correction. If you made a mistake, you receive correction. It's okay uh, to be corrected and, and to be judged. Uh, do everything peacefully and in order. Amen? So, just imagine if you and I take this out to the streets. Take this out. And each one of us, each one of us, are manifesting the Holy Spirit. His presence and His power is working wherever we go in our city. Do you think it can happen? Yes? No? Maybe? <laughs> I believe it can. And that's what we're pressing towards. Amen? Everywhere, God is waiting to manifest Himself through you by His Spirit. We need walk in love, desire the gifts, step out in faith. Amen? And the best place to do it is right here. You can step out in faith right here. Right? So when we say, go and pray for somebody, don't say, not me. <laughs> no. Right here, step out in faith. Because if you can do it in a safe environment like this, you can do it out when you go you know, on the streets. But if you're unwilling to walk out of your chair and across the aisle, how are you going to do it in your workplace? This is a safe environment to try. Amen? So shall we do it? Let's stand to our feet and call the worship team out, please. And we're going to just take some time right now to minister, to minister to people in this place. So worship team, I just have this soft music for us, please. And uh, I want you first, I want you, first we're going to do the revelatory gifts, okay? And then we will do the power gifts, we'll pray for healings and miracles. But first the revelatory gifts, where I want you to just try to listen and say, God, are you putting something in me for somebody around me? Okay? And if you receive a word, maybe God says, you know, write, just tell him Psalm 23 and give this to him. All right? So you just write Psalm 23 on a piece of paper and turn around and give it to that person. Or maybe you feel in your heart, you know, the person on my right may be going through a little a difficult time. Maybe I can just bring encouragement to him or her. Or maybe God reminds you about somebody outside. So after service today, before evening, give that person a call. So when you go home, have your lunch, whatever, but make sure you call that person before the evening is over. Whatever. I don't know how God is going to speak. But we're going to take about a few minutes, maybe two minutes. What I want to encourage you to step into the revelatory gifts. Meaning, God, are you saying something to me for somebody? Is there a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a prophecy that you want to release through me for somebody? It could be somebody right next to you or it could be somebody that you know in your place of work or somebody else in some other city 
God just reminds you and says, I want you to call them. I want you to talk to them. I want you to bless them in some way. But I want you to take a few moments to listen. If you don't get anything, that's okay. Don't, don't feel under any pressure. But I want you to try. So just say, God, is there something you want to say to somebody through me? Take a moment, just try and listen. Did any of you receive something like, where you felt God just brought somebody to your remembrance or a word that he wants you to give to somebody? Just show your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come and share it, but I just want to see how many of you received something. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Up in the balcony, have you? Okay, okay, wonderful. Great. Now, what I want you to encourage you to do is share that word, release that word right, to whoever that person is that, and see how God uses you and keep growing in this, okay now let's just work on the power gifts, say God we want you to release healings, miracles in this place so we're going to ask people, if you have a need in your life, in your, maybe your physical condition or a situation a circumstance, I want you to just raise your hand we're going to have people come and pray with you, pray and minister to you. So, just raise your hand if you have a need in, in, in a physical condition or a situation that you want people to pray about. Just raise your hand. Okay, just put your hand up. Don't feel shy. Okay? Now, the others, I want you to just look around you. You see these hands that are raised up? I want you to step out in faith. Do it because you love. Walk in love. Desire spiritual gifts. Step out in faith. So walk in love. Say, God, I want to love this person. And then desire the gift. You ask that person, what can I pray for you? It may be physical healing. 
It may be some situation that they're going through where they need prayer for. And then you desire the gifts. Lord, I know there are gifts of healings that can flow. God, I know miracles can be released. Right? And then step out in faith. In faith, minister to them. Minister to them. Right? So let's do that. Let's do that. If you have a need, just raise your hand up. And then people around you just want them to go. Take a little step. Step of faith. May have This may be your first time, but there's always a first time. Just go ahead. Pray. And I'm going to pray from here. You pray. You pray. You minister. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just pray. Just go ahead. Pray. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Just go ahead and pray, minister. Father, we just thank you, God, that even as we pray and minister to one another as the body of Christ, thank you for gifts of healings being released. Thank you for working some miracles being released in people's circumstances and situations, Father God. In Jesus' name, I command ear problems to be healed. I command problems with the nerves, severe nerves and nerve conditions. I command healing for that in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I command healing to those nerve conditions as well as hearing problems. I command healing to that. And Father, I also pray, God, that problems that may have been there even from birth, defects that and problems that may have been there from birth right now, I break that off of people's lives. Birth defects, I break it off in Jesus' name. And I command wholeness to come in. I command wholeness to come in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, we thank you. And we praise you, Father. We praise you, God. We thank you, Father God.
Thank you, Father. And Father, I just also pray for release of finances. Now, you may be in a situation where you desperately need funds to come in. On Monday morning, you need to go in and you need to settle accounts. You need to settle uh, payments that need to be made. And desperately, you need money to come in, whether it's personal, whether it's business. Right now, just believe with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray for the release of the working of miracles, God, to cause that money to come in. So Monday morning, when they are in their place of work, or Monday morning, God, they will see finances released so that they will be able to make the payments, release the money to settle whatever needs to be settled. In Jesus' name, work those miracles for your people, Father God. We thank you, Father. We bless you. We thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're going to keep growing in this. Amen. Until we see some amazing things which shock us. We're going to keep pressing on into those things. Amen? Now, as you've been prayed for various by various people, what I'd like you to do is you go home, you check. If you need to go get it verified by a doctor, we encourage that because every miracle of God can stand the tests of doctors and whatever. So if you need to do that, go do that and then send a testimony in so that we can share it with other people and it builds up faith. It encourages us that God is doing things. Amen? So when you know God's done it, share a testimony, say, email it, and we'll be able to share it with people. Amen? God bless. Let's get ready to close. Father, we just thank you for this time in your presence. And I pray, God, that a whole sense of fearlessness, boldness, confidence will come upon every person here. That as we go out, Lord, uh, wherever we are, we will know that you can work through us and do amazing things through each of us, that we will be bold and fearless and confident to see the manifestations of the Spirit taking place through our lives. And we give you thanks, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.